Do you wonder if you're in a healthy relationship? That relationship can be a marriage or a long-term partnership. It seems this topic comes up always. So let's hear what some talented therapists, spiritual advisors, and happily married couples I have spoken to have to say on this subject. I will share with you the 10 key behaviors they seem to all agree upon. I hope this show helps guide you on your journey to participate in only those relationships where you give and receive the kind of love you so richly deserve. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you were asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply, and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, it helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family, and future generations. If that sounds good to you, let's begin our journey together. Good morning, beautiful soul. The topic of our relationships and marriages comes up in daily conversations. One of the surprising parts of this topic is how we begin to see the number of people who actually have loving and nurturing relationships that bring out the best in them. Yet, if they answer that they don't, they will still tell you that they could never plan on leaving the person they're with. They'd rather settle for fear of being alone or a different future that they do not yet know. I thought it would be good to share many perspectives on this topic especially from talented therapists, spiritual advisors who consult on this topic regularly, and couples in long-term healthy marriages. So let's dig in. What are the 10 key behaviors they all seem to agree are essential in a healthy relationship? Well, the first one certainly won't surprise you. 
the number one thing they had to say is that you and your partner must both love and accept yourselves. This is defined as knowing that you are loving and lovable, and also that you are a work in progress. Knowing this allows you to embrace your strengths and weaknesses because your spouse should not be the one who must meet all your self-esteem needs. A great line I like to use to describe a wonderful relationship comes from Aristotle, who famously said, the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I never understood when someone would say, oh, I finally met my other half. I thought, if that's the case, it describes two half people instead of two whole people bringing all their uniqueness and abundance to the same relationship. If you feel you need work on self-love, there is a wonderful book on this topic that has sold over 50 million copies worldwide. It is called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I have included information on this book in the show notes, and I myself have read this book at two different points in my life. It is an amazing, transformative book. Healthy behavior number two, know your boundaries. That refers to boundaries in your personal space, in how you want to be spoken to, boundaries in money, in family, and friendships. You both need to know what each other's boundaries are. And you both need to know what you want your boundaries in these areas to be as a couple. Equally important is knowing appropriate action to take when a boundary is broken. This was a painful lesson I learned in my marriage. I knew what my boundaries were, and I could articulate and share them. But when my boundary was violated, I never had consequences. So of course, this pattern repeated. I was pretty frustrated. So I discussed this with a dear friend of mine who is older, wiser, and has a beautiful marriage of over 60 years. I asked her, what would you do if your husband did this? She told me she made the consequences clear to her husband up front that if he ever did something, for example, spoke to her in a certain manner, she would have left and stayed with her sister while he thought through the hurtful behavior. I remember how powerful that was. She told me, you can have all the boundaries in the world, but if there are no consequences, it is a line that will be crossed repeatedly. I thought about that. How is it that we can give our children a time out for bad behavior, and yet we don't do it with our spouse? <laughs> It made no sense. The next healthy behavior that came up was when there is a conflict, and there will be many, 
especially as you spend more years together. You and your partner have to fight clean. What is meant by that is that it's natural and to be expected that you will have conflicts since you are two adult work-in-progress people coming together. You have each been shaped differently and you will therefore see situations differently. And that's okay. What is not okay is to attack the other person or their character instead of dealing with the issue at hand. Not past issues, but the present one. And then working towards a solution as a couple. There are no winners or losers. There's no point keeping. You need to come to a solution that works for the two of you since you are both on the same team. Healthy behavior number four is that you and your partner feel safe with each other. Life is tough enough. You will endure setbacks, crises, health issues, and many other challenges. One of the best feelings in the world is when you know your relationship provides a safe place, a place where you can collect yourself and that they have your back. Your partner during these times can lighten your load and stress level rather than add to it. And sometimes they'll have you laughing and recognizing a situation is not quite as bad as you thought. Healthy behavior number five, you and your partner know how to truly and deeply apologize. When you care for each other, your partner's pain is your pain. To the degree that you know you hurt them, you must recognize how you did this and apologize to them from your heart. It is also nice to give them an assurance that you will not do it again. This is not about saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry. My partner often does this to me. Something will happen and he knows he's upset me. And he'll say, I'm sorry. And I'll ask him, why are you sorry? It forces him to reflect on the why and allows more behavioral mindfulness for future situations. Behavior number six, you and your partner laugh and have fun together. Any relationship is better when you laugh and play. It could be something as simple as playful teasing, sharing a comedy, going dancing, or some spontaneous thing you like to do. Think of things that you did early on in the relationship and start doing them again together. Did you like to cook together? Did you like to go to sporting events or concerts? Life is stressful enough. It can make us very serious. So it's important to tap into some of that inner child and the things that make you both laugh and make you feel playful together. Healthy behavior number seven, you and your partner 
have many relationships and are not isolated. Something everyone I consulted for this topic shared that in a healthy relationship, you must have a good support structure. I will repeat that. You must have a good support structure. Isolation is a very unhealthy sign. It is often a sign of abuse. The controlling or abusive partner will isolate you from a spouse, your family, your friends, even your place of spiritual worship, leaving you feeling weak and with no one to go to. It is important that both partners have all kinds of relationships in their lives. Healthy behavior number eight, you and your partner have an active sex life. Sex is the most intimate physical act you can share with the person you love to feel connected. It is the one differentiating aspect of this relationship from all others. You get to share this level of intimacy and it ties into giving the other pleasure and addressing their needs. It's a freebie and it can be both meaningful and fun. It is another deep way to connect with your partner with no distractions and just be fully present with the other. The frequency of your sex life is less important than the quality so that neither one of you is feeling frustrated in this area. Healthy behavior number nine. You and your partner have open and honest communication with each other. This means when your partner speaks, you listen without being spring-loaded to respond. You are respecting their feelings and their words and allowing them to express whatever is on their mind with no interruptions. Similarly, you can openly communicate and share your feelings as well with the same level of listening. You may be able to discuss the issue in greater detail that day, or it may take a day or two so that you can give the issue thoughtful consideration before you respond. Try not to jump to conclusions. Be sure to not bring up things from the past. Focus on the matter at hand and be thoughtful with your words. Remember, the person you love is receiving them. And finally, healthy behavior number 10. This for me is one of the most important ones. You and your partner believe in something greater than yourselves as the final referee. There are many partners who have faith or spirituality as their bedrock. This is a solid foundation. They pray to a force greater than, greater than themselves for answers. It can be God or another power that they believe in outside of themselves as the ultimate voice of wisdom. 
Sharing your faith doesn't always mean you come to an agreement on an issue, but it does mean you both agree there is an answer and wisdom much greater than what you both possess that can provide you the ultimate answers and peace. So those are the 10. There are many other suggestions that were made by this wonderful group of minds I tapped into for this podcast, but these tens were the one that came up on all of their lists. I hope you find this show helpful to guide you on your journey to participate in the relationships where you give and receive the kind of love you so richly deserve. And until next week, I am sending you so much light and love. Oh, and one more thing before I go. If you would like some one-on-one coaching time with me, I have three slots left in June. If you would like to sign up for one of them or get more information on what you can expect from my private coaching services, please go to www.mymagnusopus.com and click on the coaching tab. Also, if you would like to get weekly inspiration in your inbox each week from me, please sign up for our free emails by going to www.mymagnusopus.com and sign up on our homepage. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story, and tag me at mymagnusopus. Also, I'd like to get to know you, so please join our email list by signing up at www.mymagnusopus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do, and keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.